This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. This is the Valiant Central Podcast, episode 145. I'm back. You were gone? Shut your damn mouth, Paul. It feels like so long ago, but you know why? It's because I had to record two podcasts when you were gone. Because Dennis was like, let's use Discord. It works so well. And then it didn't record it. <laughs> True story. I talked with Dennis for an hour and a half and lost it all. And then I had to record in 40 minutes with uh, uh, with eHeart uh, because I had to record another podcast right afterwards. So I had to condense it. And I was sick as fuck when I recorded with eHeart. Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, that's because uh, you didn't have Mr. Robot on the line to record. I bet he tried to use that bot. That bot doesn't work very well. I, yeah, I, I use know. an app to record. Anyways, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about, um, I guess, Valiant stuff, right? I, mean, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm in a hotel in Massachusetts. I got a room to myself. I got free sushi for dinner tonight. Mm. Got people want me to come drink vodka with them. I'm having a good time. I've been up since four. I've slept 12 hours in five days. Oh I don't God. know what's going on anymore. <laughs> well, it's cool, Paul, because I have a feeling this is going to be a short podcast. <laughs> and the coolest thing is I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest. There's really nothing going on, Paul. <sighs> Valiant has canceled all its books. There will be so you know no more Valiant titles. What? What's interesting, and this... Well, hearsay, because I've heard it from other people hearing it from valiant people at a certain convention that may have passed this weekend. Um, but uh, they, uh, a certain somebody from valiant apparently was saying that the reason they've dropped down a number of titles is because they brought on additional editors to be able to do more titles, and they did a fucking shitty job. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you remember that uh, Warmonger? You remember Warmonger? Never heard of it. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the editor on Warmonger is no longer with Valiant. Mm. Yeah. So basically, what what, uh, what I heard a little hearsay here is, uh, um, it's basically back down to Dinesh and Warren, and that's part of the reason why they have fewer books is so they can keep control of it and well, make sure that the quality is what they expect. They uh, they just hired another uh, editor. I think like a month or two ago, Charlotte something or other. I can't remember her last name. Yeah, so that that probably is a sign of of you know a future re-expansion. But seeing as you know, if they went through this before and they weren't happy with the direction that some editors took stuff, because I mean they had characters. What I was told, and once again, this is hearsay. So, <laughs> um, I yeah, it's what I was told from somebody else. But I thought it was pretty interesting and it made sense. But Warmonger, they had bigger plans for, and they actually had to kill off the character because of. The direction it was taken down basically ruined what their plans were. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. I thought I thought it was very interesting, and it kind of made sense because I mean, Warmonger was like out of the blue and didn't really fit in and didn't seem to live up to the quality standards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. That's <sighs> that's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. I'm trying to see what Charlotte's doing. I think it was. Uh... Oh God, I think she's doing War Mother. And something else. 
What's War Mother's good. I still haven't read the second issue of War Mother. I'm a little behind, but the first issue I thought was very good. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Mm, mm. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, that makes sense, though. That makes total sense. Oh, wait, Danny's still there. Uh, Chasm. He's still hanging out. He's the one, uh, I think Danny's the one that looks like our, our buddy Josh Eves. I don't think Josh Eves exists, so I think he's real. I think he's a figment, <laughs> figment of our imagination. Josh Eves has quit the internets. Uh, yeah. I miss that which, guy. I saw some, uh, I saw some Casper products in Target today. They seem pretty good. Some what products? Casper. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Josh would love that. Um, yeah, I mean, you already mentioned that this past weekend was New York Comic Con, and uh, surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, there was zero bit of news from New York Comic Con, and that is very weird, Paul, because generally that's the convention that Valiant uses to uh, put out all their info, and there really wasn't much. <sighs> well, I, you know, another another bit of say that I got was that. Uh... The versus digital show ran into legal troubles, piercingly from Sony, who of course you know has the rights to Valiant Motion Picture properties. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I you know this is all stuff that I heard from people because like no real official news came out. But yeah. I I don't know everything like all that stuff kind of seems like you could look at it and be like this is frustrating. Where you can look at it and be like, what the fuck do I care? Like, you know, I'm happy with the books that are coming out. Um, even even the ones that aren't the best are at least okay. And, you know, I mean, they're like Faith in, in the Future Force. It's not the greatest book in the world. It's a fun read. And that's like, that's the worst of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but there are quite a few books that I really enjoy right now. And that's really what, like, that's what I'm in, in this for is that stuff. Um, you know, it's so all the other stuff. I don't know. Like, it's easy to get frustrated about all that stuff, but. At least you can say that if uh, there is, you know, those kind of fights going on over stuff, that that must mean that Sony wants to, you know, make money off of the properties, and maybe something will actually come out from that end. I don't know. Mm. I'm I'm just tired of hearing about all that. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and like uh, I keep getting questions on Twitter about it. Um. And I'll be honest, I kind of quit caring a long time ago about the, the Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe series. Like, I'll, I'll be perfectly yeah. happy when it comes out. I'll watch it. Like, you know, if they put it on DVD or whatever, I'll go ahead and buy it. But uh, if it never comes out, I kind of, I'm okay with that too. I mean, I, I assume it's going to come out, right? Because it's, it's all been recorded. Um, they were supposed to have the, the, well, they had the panel. And they showed some new uh, teaser stuff. But they were supposed to have, like, the trailer there, and they were supposed to premiere the first episode there, and then I heard a rumor that there was going to be news next week, but, I mean, the, the news was supposed to be out, what, like, a month ago, two months ago now, that they were going to release that yeah. trailer, and then it was canceled, and, uh, man, I don't know, dude, like, here's the, here's the problem, I don't... It's almost like somebody didn't do their due diligence. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the fact that maybe Sony put some kind of cease and desist on it makes complete sense to me. Now, of mm. course, it's all conjecture, right? So I'm not saying that that's what it is. 
Like, unless somebody from Valiant says, hey, Martin, that, it, Sony just wouldn't let us put it out. Okay? Which nobody has said that. Um, then I would totally believe it. But it does make sense, and it does kind of go with, you know, the things that we've been seeing over the last couple of months. It's just kind of disappointing that they they build and build and build some kind of excitement or try to build excitement for it, and then nothing happens. And if that were the case, like, I'm also okay with it, but the fact that they build it, nothing happens, and then nobody says anything about it, it's kind of irritating, to be honest. You know, like, if yeah. you're not, not going to put it out, just say, like, hey, guys, we're not going to put it out, we're having some legal issues, whatever. Like, okay, that's fine. That's all you yeah. got to say. At a certain point, you have to have some level of transparency with it, so that way your fans keep trusting you, pretty much. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like, uh, you know, like we've we've talked, you know, we've said before that, like, we trust them to put the books out on time all the time. And, you know, we trust them to put out the best quality books they can. And even if, you know, we don't have books that are coming out, like, yeah, and like, I mean, we've obviously there's been a certain book in particular lately that some fans really have to argue about. Um, but like, even you and me will say that we think that that book in question is pretty darn good quality just because, you know, some people may not like the direction or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, they're definitely like the, the, the comics, it's apparent that they're trying to put out the, the best thing they can and what they're putting out is what they want to put out. And even if we see times where like we, th- we think just by the, sometimes we're seeing that they are taking something and they decide that like they don't really like directions when they're shifting. It's like they're constantly trying to make stuff go in the best direction and make it the best they can do. Yep. The problem is, is for everything outside of the comics, um, there's there's just like no consistency and like you know there's a, a lot of like early like hey this is gonna come and then there's no sign of stuff coming. That's not even just like the the Valiant verses or the movies, but I mean people are asking about the pop finals. Like yeah I'm yeah sure. yeah. I, I, that don't come out. I brought that up to Dinesh, and he yeah. said the the la- the faith one was the NYCC exclusive, which NYCC last year, mm-hmm. and we still haven't seen the other four that were announced. And he said they were coming soon. Well, I mean, like you know, you said they were coming soon last year, so like, you, you see what I'm saying, Paul? Like, I don't mind if this shit doesn't come out. Just don't tell me one thing, and then it doesn't happen. And then you never tell me why it doesn't happen. Like I don't, I don't, I don't expect to be privy to all the internal operations, right? I don't think any any. Well, I mean, some Valiant fans probably do think, you know, they they need to be privy to insider info. Um, but like you and I, like we don't care. I just want some kind of transparency. Exactly what you're saying. You know, if there's a problem, well, fucking tell me there's a problem. Look, guys, you're not getting the EXO pop vinyl that you've been wanting for the past year. Because whatever. The Faith one didn't do well, and they're not going to do it. That's fine. Just tell me that. You know? And meanwhile, like, you know, over the last year, we had all these stupid... Yeah, you know... No, go ahead. Hello? I'm here. You have a bad connection at the hotel. Yeah, well, I can't come in a hotel. Are you in a hotel? For free after eating free sushi? No, you're not. So, <laughs> you know, you're just gonna have to enjoy your your good quality internet while you uh, have to suffer through this bad internet on the king side that myself right now. 
but yeah, you know, the thing is with all these things, like I can look at all these things that we're talking about that can be frustrating and be like, well, you know what? It doesn't really matter. I don't, I don't really care. I don't really care about pops. I'm not going to get pops, you know? I don't care about the, the Valiant versus, like, if it came out, I could watch it, that'd be cool. Like, I'd enjoy that, but I'm not, like, holding my breath and sweating about it either. Um, but the problem with that is, like, for white people shouldn't get upset, is, um, don't you want people to care about your shit? So, uh, you know, it's like, when, when, pe- when people have to start being like, you know what? I don't care about this thing that Valiant was supposed to offer anymore because it's not coming to fruition. That starts chipping away at the caring about other stuff, too. You know, it, you start to, it, it you know, if, if you care about everything and you love everything and you're obsessed with everything, like, you're super strong because it's just like, you know, all the links of the chain are strong and, and it's not going anywhere. It's not breaking. But once you start to, okay, well, I, I guess I don't really care about this one. So you weaken that link of the chain, like everything gets weaker. Yep. You know? So that's, that's kind of a problem when you do that. Like you gotta, it's cool to have a lot of potential promises, but I don't know. Maybe Valiant needs to look at like how they're saying, Hey, guess what might happen? Like maybe they need to present it as like, Hey, look at what we're working on and not like this is a guaranteed thing. I, I don't know. It's almost like Valiant presents everything that they're trying to bring out as like the way that I don't know, like the big two would like DC and Marvel. If they do something, they just do it. You know, I mean, there's they they don't DC and Marvel don't advertise stuff that they don't do right because mm-hmm. they just do it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they probably like have that shit sitting in a warehouse anyways because they have the money just to just do that. You know, sure, sure. Um, and it's almost, I don't know, like, it sort of feels like Marvel is, like, presents in that way rather than presenting, like, a small publisher. Like, look what we're trying to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, Art, he did a fucking Kickstarter. They're a fucking <laughs> publisher, and they did a fucking Kickstarter. Well, they tried to do a Kickstarter. Of, yeah, and it failed because it's stupid, but, you know, that it just it just goes to show you, when you're a small publisher... uh you it, like you're in a different place than those big publishers because I mean they're like the big publishers they're not like they're not a comic publisher on their own they're a wing of something bigger mm-hmm. you know Marvel and DC they're both owned by bigger things so it's it's just it's different mm-hmm. but uh, you know every all the the other comic publishers they're they're smaller they're on their own you know mm-hmm. so it's like. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't. I mean, I, not that I pay as close attention to other comic publishers, but I haven't noticed their comic publishers promising stuff that continually doesn't get delivered. I haven't seen the other comic publishers promising stuff, though. I mean, does you mean you mean outside of comics? All this stuff coming out. You mean outside of comics? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm talking about. It's the, the peripheral stuff. No, no, no. Because I mean, like, so so image. A lot of their books get optioned by movie studios and TV studios. But the thing is, like. They'll they'll make any announcement. Hey, this book got optioned by whatever Warner Brothers, um, no writer writer attached, no, whatever. Okay, just it's been optioned. Okay, now if you don't know shit about what options mean, they don't really mean anything. It means they gave them a sum of money to possibly work on a movie. It doesn't mean that there's a movie being made or a TV show being made. It just means that it might get made or it might not. Okay. Um, and I think I think for the most part, people understand kind of what an option is. Uh, but if you don't, that's kind of what it is. Um, but then you don't hear anything about it until like the thing starts being worked on, right? Or like it's getting ready to be released. And I think that's that's the key thing, right? Um, like I understand 
Valiant wants to build excitement for all the properties and for all the stuff that they want to do outside of the comics. But maybe, like, you know, when is enough enough? Let's, let's just take a thing from Michael Myers, okay? When is enough enough? Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you talking about, like, the, the murdering serial killer Michael Myers? <laughs> no, our, our good friend from the uh, defunct Valiant podcast that quote-unquote came actually, back. I have to argue that the uh, the fictional serial killer Michael Myers might know more about moderation than the other one. <laughs> because he does support the comic industry by buying everything every month. Well, actually, it, it was it was Barb. It was his wife that said it. She's like, Mike, <laughs> when is enough enough? Yeah, that's yeah. what she says daily. That's what she says daily. But anyway, like that, you know what I mean? Like, when is enough enough, dude? Like, I understand that you want to build excitement. Like, you know, there, what, what's the saying? There's no bad uh, bad press or whatever. Like, that's true to an extent, dude. You know, but like. If you if you get bad press or something like this, where you're trying to hype people up to to get this product, and the product right now may never come out, then that doesn't look good for all your other properties and everything else that you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like if they do if they do a marketing deal to do fucking Exo Manowar lamps, which they have, or like. Archer and Armstrong sweatpants, which they have, or, you know, fucking Faith socks, which they have, and then nobody buys it, like, that doesn't look good. So maybe you shouldn't put effort on that, you know? Like, put effort on things that that people will want and that will progress the brand. And I think the thing to do is concentrate on the comics and the movies, Okay, and if you want to do the web series, that's fine. But like, you know, don't say anything until it's fucking done and ready to come out. Because now, and I've I've had like a dozen people talk to me about this over the past couple of weeks, or I get brought into a Twitter conversation for some reason about this. Um, like everybody's kind of fucking tired of it, and it's become a joke. Like you don't want to be a joke among the people that like are your faithful customers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know it's. Like, uh, like I'm a fan of the 49ers. You're a fan of the terrible, terrible Jets who are better than the 49ers right now. Um, <laughs> Ain't that sad? It, God, they're they're like three and two. How the hell did that happen? Do they know who plays for them? We'll see um, how it goes. <laughs> but so here's the here's the thing. Like you know, when when you have a sports team or whatever, like that sports team wants their fans to be positive. Um, but you got some out there that like perennially like make moves that like they think are to make them good but they're stupid moves they continually like are like treading water and drowning themselves because they're bad Mm -hmm. but they keep on pumping up the fans about this and that um well you know what when you do that and every year you're like look at this stuff that we did it's we're gonna be so good this year it doesn't take long for fans to just not give a damn and, like, when you're a sports team, that's all you got. That's all you got is fans caring. Because you know what? Nothing about what you do matters other than your fans caring about you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, you know, comics are a medium for entertainment. So we can look at the comic books and be like, okay, this is entertainment. I read it and I enjoy it, or I read it and I don't enjoy it. Um, but, you know, Valiant fandom is pretty big and pretty fierce, and that's a different thing. So... If you're constantly telling your fans, like, look at all this stuff, 
it's so great. It's going to come. This is going to be so great. Well, if it keeps on not coming out, it's just like, you know, being a fan of one of the sports teams. Like, uh, here's, here's a good example. Uh, if you're a Knicks fan, New York Knicks fan, um, how do you feel about your team right now? Like, look at all <laughs> the money they've spent on all these players that, like, I mean, they've already fired Phil Jackson and Derek Fisher. It's like they bought all the Lakers uh, greats that made the Lakers great years ago who came in and couldn't run that team, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, or look, look at the, the, the Brooklyn Nets who, like, traded their future away for players that were terrible by the time they got them. You know, like, that kind of stuff, it, it ruins fans' appreciation for the team, you know? Mm-hmm. And even those diehard fans that will still be fans, like, they start to get to be really passive fans. I'm not saying that's where Valiant's at by any means, but you know what? If stuff keeps on going that way, like your your fans that are like really diehard are going to get a little bit more passive about stuff, and the pan, the fans that are casual fans, like they might be better off because they're just not going to care about those details. But um, you know, there's it, it's just it's not a good thing when you keep on promising and not delivering with with those things, and those details aren't important either. Right. Like we said, like I don't give a damn about a web series. I don't give a damn about pop finals. I get tired of hearing about it when it's not happening, and then hearing people like complain because they want them and they were told they were going to get them and they're not getting them. You know, I mean, like you and I as kind of like arbiters of you know valiant dumb. Uh, Ooh, like episode title. From, yeah, we hear about a. Uh, you know, we we hear what a lot of people think and feel, and. uh it, it gets to just be tiring when we're in the position you and I are in. We're like, you know, we don't work for Valiant. We don't get anything from Valiant. Uh, you know, we do this podcast because we enjoy doing this podcast. And I mean, like you and I have always enjoyed Valiant, but I think at times we uh, we keep doing this podcast more because we enjoy doing the podcast than because <laughs> it's kind of passion for Valiant even. Like, yeah. honestly, like I've thought about that plenty of times before. It's like, I mean, I still, you know love a lot of Valiant books, and overall I love Valiant, but like, I can't see stopping doing this podcast even if I got tired of Valiant, because I enjoy doing the podcast, you know? <laughs> so, like, we're kind of in this different place, so then, you know, we hear everybody uh, getting upset about stuff, and at some point we're just like, like, it just, it gets frustrating to, even to do what we do sometimes mm-hmm. because of it. Yep. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, and it's tough, man. And, and I get that they're in a in a tough spot. So, like, this is not a Paul and Martin shit on Valiant episode. Uh, not at all. Yeah. And I will say one thing. So, like, I shared the uh, the hearsay news that I heard before, and I got to say, actually, hearing that Valiant cut down on titles because they brought in other editors in order to expand, and those editors didn't meet expectations, and so they got rid of the editors, and they cut down on titles so that way Warren and Dinesh could manage them mm-hmm. that actually to me was kind of exciting like to me that was kind of a positive like they're locking down control again you know i mean they're they're a growing company you got to test the waters you got to do different things and sometimes you go down a pathway and you realize you have to like you have to backtrack a lot to get back on the pathway you want to be on mm-hmm. um so like i'm kind of cool hearing that you know I'm, I'm like if that's the if that's the truth of it like i'd rather know that than you know, then uh, you know, getting the the smoke and mirrors of all these you know frilly things that are important. You know, the 
you know, the pop vinyls and other merchandise things that like really don't matter to me at this point. You know, it's like, I, I want to know that the people who are passionate at the top that want to make this the greatest thing ever, like are still doing that and that they're willing to, to, uh, I don't know, like cut off their nose to spite their face, I guess, or, you know, sure, sure, <laughs> they, sure, sure. They, they're willing to make a sacrifice that hurts to protect the greater good. Mm-hmm. Of, of you know what they're passionate about so absolutely that is important that is important and you know like it's like we always said i'd rather have two or three fucking amazing books than have 15 or 20 mediocre books right and if that means that dinesh and warren have to do everything then okay then that's what it means you know i mean there's only so much they could do yeah, and I mean, eventually, if you know, if they kind of draw it back in, and you know, they're really focused on that, eventually, like, eventually, they're going to find the right person that's just going to be like another brother with them. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when, uh, I mean, Matt Kent didn't start out at the beginning of Valiant. Honestly, all the guys who started at the beginning of the launch, they're gone now. You know, they're not regular contributors now. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like Fred Van Lente is doing War Mother, but like he hasn't been like one of the guys since he did. Like, I guess maybe Ivar, you'd say. Like, he's done stuff here and there, but, you know, it's like he did Archer and Armstrong, and then he went away for a little bit doing other stuff, then he came back and did Ivar. But, um, anyways, like, Matt Kent became a cornerstone, and, and, you know, then Jeff Lemire, even though Lemire's really only done one title, he's become a cornerstone. You find those guys that are going to be major contributors, whether it be multiple titles and a bigger scope of things, or even just doing one thing really well. And that's what really matters. I mean, they, they, they'll, if they if they're focused on keeping the what their real vision is alive, then that's where I think we can really passionately trust what's going on because I think that their vision for what what they want this to be is the best thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they're passionate about their vision and and they're willing to you know to do painful things to keep true to their vision, like eventually it's gonna. It's either going to grow to something bigger and be great, or it's going to be uh, just a more concise story that is the best that it can be. Yep. You know, yep. not, not get lost in all this peripheral noise. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's just too bad about the uh, the thing. You know, whatever. Just give give me more comics, man. I, I was thinking about that today. I read uh, Harbinger Eight shortly before we started recording. Um, I'm not going to talk about it because it's like not even out. You know, I'm putting this out for the patrons tonight, so they're not going to have read it either. Um, but I thought about that, and I was thinking about the scheduling, and like I don't even know how the, the schedule for that book makes sense with Harbinger Wars two coming out in May. Now, this is the final issue of the arc. You know, you got Harbinger Renegade Zero next month, and you got. Harbinger Wars 2, number 0 in December. You got Secret Weapon 0 in January. But, like, what about the rest of the stuff in that in that world? Like, there, There's no way that they're going to do a, a seven-month break from the Syed side of the universe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Honestly, I'm going to say with that, they got some kind of plan for it. I'm not going to worry about it because, you know what? I think Harbinger Wars 2 is going to be awesome. Whatever they're doing to build between now and then, you know, they're they've been historically good, I think, at building events. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, timing-wise, whatever. I'm not going to worry about it. They could put other stuff in there to keep the, the book going, keep the story going without having to backtrack or, you know, kind of dissipate it. Um, but, uh, you know, even to, like, with, with the running title, it's, it's been a little choppy and up and down, so whatever if it keeps being choppy. Like, are sure. we going to look back at Renegade and be like, you know, this was the, the greatest thing ever written, and they ruined it by having this weak arc in the middle? No, we're not going to do that, because we're going to look at Renegade and be like, it's a thing. You know I mean? <laughs> there, there are high points, there are low points, but it's not like Harbinger, where Harbinger was and I mean, I, maybe that's not a good comparison to make because some people are going to jump on that and be like, ha, see, I told you. Harbinger was a very concise story that was planned out from beginning to end um, and was, was super solid. And it didn't stray at all. Whereas, like, Unity, you know, I love Matt Kent and a lot of Unity I loved. Like, Unity was one of those books that made me kind of connect an author to their work. That's... You know, seeing that Matt Kent did Unity and Riot made me realize I liked Matt Kent because I didn't know who the hell he was before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Unity was all over the place, you know? And it wasn't bad because of that, but it was a different... Like, not everything is going to be that, like, look at the this overarching story of this epic. Some things are just a series of stories, you sure, know? Sure, So what you're saying is not everything has to be the best fucking book ever? Yeah, not everything can be the best fucking book ever, wow. you know? That, that's the thing is, you know, there's a lot of different books, and some people are going to love books that are just okay books, and they're going to love those more than the best fucking book ever. You know, like, Imperium was a great book. You know, you could look at that and in ways say that it's better than all these other books, but for most people, it's not going to be better than a lot of other books because they have other reasons to love those other books, so... Mm-hmm. You need a lot of different stuff out there to get everybody entertained, and there's going to be stuff that, you know, that you love or that I love that, uh, you know, like Ronnie doesn't love because Ronnie doesn't like good comics. He likes really terrible comics. So, <laughs> um, you know, but he has to have those terrible comics to love, so he'll be happy. It's true. It's very true. One thing I've learned with Ronnie is if he if he's not crazy about something, he just says it's like manga. Oh God, yes. He does do that. He sure does. I thought it was funny today when he's like, I liked Monstrous, even though it was kind of like manga. (laughs) I haven't read Monstrous at all, but we were talking about Rumble, and it's like, I could, like, when he said that, I was kind of like, what the hell are you talking about? But then I actually took a step back and I thought about it, and I realized part of what I really love about Rumble is it makes me think of uh, Studio Ghibli stuff. Oh, I could see that, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, just a little bit, like some of the, the character designs and mannerisms, maybe, you yeah. know. If you've never read Rumble, it's an image book, go pick it up, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's super good. Um, and, oh, God, who writes it? I know... Oh, I, I have no idea. Um, the, the artist... So Rumble's getting ready to start Volume 2 in December, mm-hmm. and uh, the artist is the same artist who uh, who does Ether. David Rubin. Is it? Yeah. Dang, that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, that's volume two that's coming. It's not coming out yet. It's coming out in December. No, volume two's out, dude. Um, per, I, I'm not talking about, like, the trade volume two. I'm talking about, like, here's a year of... Oh, Rumble. like, s- season two. Rumble volume two. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah okay. They're calling it volume two. It's just like they're doing that with... Uh, with Ether. Like, Ether has Volume 1 is out. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, you know, it's not Trade 1, Trade 2, like, 
this is the first volume of Ether, and then there's a break, and okay, here's the second volume of Ether. I guess that's what they're doing with Rumble, too, which is all new to me. I just read the first uh, trade worth of Rumble recently and then checked into what else was available, and that's how I discovered this. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I love the first one. I love the, the, the first trade, the first character design. I haven't read the, the second or third trade yet, but I already downloaded the second trade on Hoopla, which everybody should be checking out to read some awesome free comics. Mm-hmm. Um Martin and I will most likely be doing a little uh, patron exclusive podcast all about hoopla soon. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about um, that in a sec. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they, that must be new though, because uh, the first season of Rumble is James Heron is the artist. Yeah. So they must have switched artists for uh, for this. Yeah. That's cool. I, I believe that's exactly what I just said. Is that they're switching to David Rubin? Do I sound like I listen to you? Uh, you you pretty much do. Oh, okay. You're riveted. I'm riveted. riveted with what I say. You love it. Love it. <sighs> Anyways, Rumble, go get it. Um, I, I I just got a couple of final things, Paul. I want to congratulate uh, Raul Allen and Patricia Martin on their wedding. What they uh they just got married last week. No way. Yeah, yeah. And so for anyone that doesn't know who that is, couple. yeah, for anyone that doesn't know who that is, that's uh, the artistic team behind Secret Weapons. And uh, what was the Eternal Warrior book? What Was it No, Was it Wrath? Yeah, it was Wrath. They were on Wrath. Mm. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Uh, I like them both. And, like, I know, especially with, it's like, I think Raul Allen's name is the one that, like, everybody got more familiar with. But one thing I loved is that Eric Heiser always stressed both of their names. Mm. Um. And, like, you know, Raul Allen may be better known, um, but uh, Patricia, like, obviously she contributed to both, and she she's pretty great. I love Dinesh tweeted a picture of the two of them working on a piece of art together oh, at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty awesome. Plus, she's awesome because, you know, she's a redhead, so she's obviously, you know, <laughs> a little bit superior just because of that, so... <laughs> So, anyways, yeah, congratulations to those two. Um, they don't listen to this podcast, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm still going to congratulate them. And uh, congratulations to Valiant and Jeff Lemire on uh, Bloodshot Salvation number one. Fucking rocked it, dude. Yeah. 28,738 copies. So, uh, Dallo, I was wrong, and I think you were closer than I was this time. I think I had said, like, 18. I can't remember. He, I said twenty-eight-seven, so yeah, I think that's pretty close. Oh, sure, you did, Paul. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, what's that? What's that show? Oh God, you have to like bid on shit, and then like every, there's always that one asshole that bids one dollar. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? The price is the right. price is right. There you go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, those are my congratulations. You want to wrap this up? Can I talk about our Patreon? Yeah. You can visit patreon.com slash Podcast to support this very fine show and keep us ad-free. And by that, I'm serious because I'm thinking uh, there's some chats. Anyways, I want to thank JL, Mike C, Travis W, Michael S, my Loa's acting up, and Julian F for being patrons. Once again, Paul Shameful. No new patrons this last time. That's a damn shame. Yeah, I know. That is a damn shame. If you want to join our Patreon, go to that website. You can get uh, the episodes three or four days before they come out. They always come out uh, the night they are recorded, unless like last week where I wasn't here and Paul slacks. 
And uh, then you get Patreon exclusive episodes. The Gotham by Gaslight is finally coming out uh, tomorrow morning. And then Paul and I will be doing uh, some episodes coming up shortly. Uh, we're going to do one on Hoopla and why everyone should use it. We're going to do one on Jeff Lemire and Scott Snyder's AD. And uh, we got other stuff planned. So go there. Patreon.com slash Valiant Central Podcast. Uh, I think that's it. Anything else you want to throw out to the peeps? Nah, not really. Good. Quit your whining, folks. Go to Twitter. Check Paul out. He's at Who's Paul. I'm at Geekvine. Collectively, we are at Valiant underscore Central. Uh, what's the email address? Hello at NerdLegion.com. And uh, be sure to check out the website for tons of other podcasts that have Paul, that have me, that have other people that sometimes appear on this podcast. That's it for us this week. Catch you next time. Don't be an asshole. Bye-bye.